online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. That was Riders on the Storm by the Doors. You listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm here with Matt Morgan. He's in charge of all those little switches. You all right, Matthew? Yes. And are you in control of the buttons that control our voices in of the records? Good, good. Your hands good. off my buttons. I'll leave them well, well alone. Cocky Trevor Lockie's here as well. What are you going to be in charge of today? Emails, contests? Contests? Well, no contests because my contest has been, you know. Arrange a contest. Pardon? Arrange some contests. I'll arrange a contest. It'd be nice I'll to have a contest. contest yeah. Matt, I see you've bought yourself a new jacket. A uh, coat. Coat, then. Yeah. And I see that on the uh, buttons there's an anchor insignia there. Uh, oh. A nautical yes. theme, is it? On, yes, your, yes. on your coat. Why? Because you've been using it as a conversation piece, haven't you, Matthew? Oh, what, that lady in the shop? Tell the world. She started it. Right, he's trying to <laughs> he's trying to use the buttons on his coat to prize his way into people's lives. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, say, I, tell I, what happened? A lady in the shop, I thought she was joking, said mm. to me, because there's little uh, anchors on my buttons. He's got little which anchors makes me sound like his I'm buttons. a toddler, but I'm not. <laughs> he looks very sweet, I've got to say. <laughs> and uh, she goes to me, Are you a sailor? Because she had Borat's Because she's Borat, this woman, she, is she? She had a funny accent. What sort of shop is this? Well, what, what are you buying, exactly? Um, well, it was in the co-op. Bear traps. Know. You went to the co-op? Yeah. Just now? No. There are no co-ops. Just the other day. There okay. is an archway. Is there? Yeah. Crikey. What are you doing in the co-op? We're all very happy with it. So, yeah, like she said to me, um, uh, are you a sailor? Because you've got, you've got anchors on your buttons, so she said, said you're a sailor. Of course. Not why yes. I said, yes, I'm a sailor. Yeah. And then she said, uh, oh, right, because I've just got my sailing licence. And I thought, oh, God. Oh, so you've actually, oh, you lied to, yeah. to impress her. No, I, I didn't, actually. I thought she was taking the mickey. Oh, you so a went, sailor? Yeah. Like that. She went, oh, I've just got my sailing licence. I've just got this, and, you know. And I went, oh, right. And then um, she, I said to her, I'll, I'll see you at the sea, then. See you on the ocean. <laughs> like that. She went, huh? And looked at me like I was a complete idiot. Made sort of a cartoon confusion noise, yeah. as if to say... People were <laughs> unlikely ever to meet on the ocean waves. On my little frigate. Preposterous, really. So it's uh, Christmas now, isn't it? This, uh, really? Just consider it to be Christmas. Why are you looming at my buttons? There's nothing you, fishy about mine, mate. your buttons. I was going to take the mickey out of you, but you haven't. No, I haven't. I'm wearing rather conventional and attractive pr uh, clothing. Now, if you want to get in touch with us, right, perhaps you want to communicate with us about some issues or something. Like, for example... Let me tell you something that's going to blow your mind, listeners of Radio 2. On the 16th of December 1965, Jingle Bells became the first song to be broadcast from space. Gemini 6 astronauts contacted Mission Control for a report of a satellite in polar orbit. Tom Stafford and Wally Shearer reported eight small modules, modules pulling a command module before noting the pilot of the command module is wearing a red suit. They then performed Jingle Bells on a smuggled harmonica and sleigh bells. What's all this? Gooning about in space. They're up there in space. It's the first manned space flight. Or well, one of the first. One. No, it can't have been the first. Well, it's one of the first ones. So nonetheless, you shouldn't have, they shouldn't have got to the point already where you think, oh, come on, let's just muck around. It's Why dangerous are they up there. Why up there? It's smuggled, Matthew. They shouldn't even have had that harmonica. Oh, God knows where that was smuggled. We all know. Well, yeah, we do. I just I hope that they didn't inadvertently play a bum note, as it were. <laughs> so that, that's ridiculous. Oh, going dear. up to space, behaving in that fashion. That Oxygen makes me angry. Is, is a, you know, sparse it's sparse up, up there. Blow there's blow a 
it in and out of the of oxygen. <laughs> yeah. And playing jingle bells. And also, I don't like the idea that they were making light of the idea of seeing an extraterrestrial craft after only not that long earlier, Orson Welles had broadcast, oh, there's spaceships everywhere, made everyone panic. I know. It created a lot of chaos. We've been a bit party pooperish about it, though. Very just had a bit of fun up there in space, weren't they? Come on, let's get behind those guys. Those astro- They were just being a bit astro-naughty. Come on, <laughs> why not? Now, who can blame them? After all, it's just a good bit of good, clean fun. So, what do we want to know about? Uh, escapes, times you've escaped. Times Russell, that you've escaped. escaping the country. I'm <laughs> not escaping it. I'm having just a little tiny holiday for one week to rest my tired old bones. With one flip-flop. <laughs> All I've got is a flip-flop and a thimble full of sun gel. I'm just gonna, yeah, I just need to have a quick escape from everything. So we thought, let's talk about times where you've escaped in your own life. Like, in fact, someone left a wonderful thing on the blog. This lady. Look at that. This woman, Lisa from Leicester, once wrote, I escaped from a psychiatric institution. I'm not joking, although it was hilarious. <laughs> I just walked around for a few hours thinking, ha, I'm an escaped mental patient. Not to worry, though, I didn't go on any murderous rampages or anything crazy. I just took myself for a four-mile stroll, then went back to the ward when it got too cold and started raining. Ha, ha, ha. How bizarre to be able to list on my CV of life experiences, age 21, escaped from a loony bin. And then she's written, ha, 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 again, for me, that's too many ha 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 to one email. Yeah. She's cracking up again. Lisa, get back in the bin! <laughs> and they closed down the Maudsley Psychiatric Hospital at a time like this. That's, um, you yeah, to you, didn't it? In America. I, right, was in a way in a treatment centre getting cured from my numerous addictions, and I got, like, I got a bit of a tantrum in the old uh, treatment centre. Like, they were trying to get me to express anger. It was an exercise to get you to express anger. That was the whole idea of it. Yeah. They go, so they make you, they drag up your past, come on, and they're all American, right? And I'm the only English person there, and I never feel, you never feel more English than when you're in America. You're not really aware of how English you are. I go to America, you turn into, well, Alan Bennett, essentially, yeah. is what I became. I was listening to Alan Bennett's diaries, his BBC diaries, I talk about these off, it was really, really lovely, because like, Alan Bennett's diaries, as read by Alan himself, you'd, like, typically if you buy a CD, you put it on, don't you, and it'll go, like, if it's a sort of an audio book or something, it'll go, and this is the Alan Bennett diaries from the BBC, read by Sir Alan Bennett. Right, and this, you just put it on, it goes, Wednesday 17th, <laughs> 4 o'clock, draining, mother's confused in the bedroom. Just like Alan Bennett kicks <laughs> a hole in the side of your head and starts shouting beautifully written trivia into the core of your brain. And it's really like, because like, I was in America as well, and he talked about America, and Americans and felt so comforted. Like, listening to this stuff, it was glorious. And, uh, like, sort of, the, the embrace of England really felt English and proud of my Englishness. So anyway, sort of, one time in this treatment centre, I had to do this exercise about, right, drag up some anger. And they're going, look, you're never angry about anything, you always just take the mickey. And I thought, it's because you're all bloody Americans. So, like, they behave like Thunderbirds. Mate, I've got a lot of problems with the way you communicated that, Russell. Oh, so, God. Now, listen, I hear what you're saying to me, and I appreciate it, but why don't you say it back? You know, it's all like, sort of, yeah. like that. Well, oh, come on, time, I'll be real! Come here! <laughs> made sort of of bite into a bottle and then sort of like they know sort of they did the cargo bay doors are open it's just like how and yeah it was like how yeah it was sort of like this easy sort of therapeutic sluice of language being rinsed yeah. through your brain so they made you act, do an exercise to, to express anger not knowing that you've had formal training in the acting arts <laughs> yeah that's i was rather well trained <laughs> so it goes all right so express some of your anger that and so i was sat down they're going right okay breathe in breathe out and i was getting quite angry and irritated well, by they the tell whole you process 
breathe out. Yeah, which is obvious anyway. Blimey. You can't just keep breathing in endlessly. Just Eventually, you're going to have to breathe out. These are the ABCs of being a person. When you do a poo and you're nappy there, <laughs> pop it on the sideboard. <laughs> like, it, was, it was really preposterous. So there's this bit like they sort of got me all worked up talking about my shoulders and stuff. And they go, okay, close your eyes, breathe in, breathe out, and then let out a roar to express how, how you feel. As I let out the roar, the roar tumbled into this primeval scream and I sort of found myself standing up off the chair, picking up the chair I was on, swinging around and smashing the chair into the wall. And when you go into these moments of madness, I find, life all slows down around you. And me, when I've ever vent vented anger, I feel quite lucid and calm immediately after. Like there's yeah. times when I was younger, it was like all sort of loopy self-harming incidents. I'd always be in the ambulance afterwards and then going to the ambulance drives, I'm very sorry about all this, you know. <laughs> Everyone all juddering and shaking around me. Oh, well, I'm sure there's old women you could be helping that fall downstairs. I do apologise. Did you push them? No, that's the police. I'm only messing around. Come what does on. What this guest do? Oh, <laughs> oh this is it? delightful. Well, I'd love to stick around, but uh, I'm better now. <laughs> See you later. Let's get these doors open. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> I'm all sort of giddy about it. And then, um... So anyway, smashed this chair on the wall, watched it in slow motion as the sort of Thunderbird counsellors clad themselves about me like tiny limpets. Well, they just all seemed little and preppy. They didn't seem like yeah. proper humans. I thought, they're not trained enough to deal with these psychiatric problems, least of all mine. And that sort of, and they sort of came towards me and all the rest of the people in the troops said, OK, clear to another room. And I think they shouted something like, Cold Red, Cold Red! Like, oh, no. words got shouted. Oh, this is about me, isn't it, this Code Red business? And then like, sort of a couple of the counsellors <laughs> took me to this American hospital because I had to be independently adjudicate because it was a private facility and they go right well we can't we can't adjudicate him here You're just for throwing a chair yeah that's all i've done i just thrown a chair it wasn't that bad in an anger exercise as well that's what really yeah, yeah. got on my wick was it's like hold on a minute i didn't it wonder someone used my toothpaste and i went all nuts you'd said express anger it was called an anger exercise yeah, you know yeah. it's in the title of the exercise there's been a bit of anger everyone's panicked <laughs> right and then i sort of went down so they took me down to this american hospital to be adjudicated <gasps> it was like it made me feel the, you could, if you fall through the cracks in american society you're in trouble. You know, it's like sort of this sort of like the equivalent of a, a casualty unit. Like, I was in this waiting room for the mental psychiatric part of that. There's like, like the, what, the psychiatric casualty unit. Well, I guess that's what it was because everyone there was bonkers. There was like, there's this one, there's like a black bloke who had one blue eye, one brown eye, both looking in different directions. <laughs> sort of a, a white marine looking bloke who had a tattoo of a knife on his calf, which I think was because they took his actual knife off him. And he thought, well, I'll have that there as a memento. <laughs> Sat there wearing one of them open back 90s with his bum out some sort of cackling woman like sort of like who in my mind's eye is on a rocking chair going <laughs> Like that, they're all in there. I thought, this is not good, being in this place. There was another bloke... Did you try and fit in by having some sort of foible? No, because everything you do, if you're in a context where you're meant yeah. to be mentally ill, everything you do seems mad, right? Do you know what I mean? If you, go, if you say you go, oh, actually, I'm not mad, I'm here by mistake, everyone goes, uh-huh. He's <laughs> <laughs> nutty as a fruitcake. Let's get you some slippers. <laughs> no, no, honestly, I'm not mad. And there's, uh, there's one bit, there's this one fella, it was a lovely moment, right? You know that uh, uh, Chumbawamba song, I get knocked down, but I get up again, right? There's this one bloke, right? Right. He fell over while I was there. He was in this sort of in this like this uh, hospital waiting area. He fell on the floor. He just stayed there. He never tried to get up at any point. It's the opposite of I get knocked down. I get knocked down, and then I just stay there forever. <laughs> no, he just when I left, he was still there. No one did anything. He just fell on the ground. He was just there for the whole rest of the time I was there. I thought this is not good that I'm here. Anything could happen to me now. I'm in the hands. Of, I'm in the lap of the gods and the American government. I don't know which is worse. And then. 
Yeah, and then so I, did, I was being a bit silly because I had one counsellor sat either side of me. And there's one bit where I goes, uh, like, well, they, they came and saw me. I goes, uh, you can't keep me here, you know. I'm a member of the British royal family. And then the cat goes, that's the this, worst thing. This to is say. probably not a good time for those kind of comments, Russell. Okay, not the British royal family, but Jesus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Jesus. Then. There, I'm the new Jesus. I've come here. <laughs> Let me free. <laughs> Let my people go. Napoleon? Anyone? Yeah. Do people I still think that? <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah, I bet. I guess people have probably recontextualised it now. Perhaps people think they're Hitler. I don't. No, Napoleon, it's just the old days. Odd to get a Napoleon complex. What about that? In Israel, there's a mental hospital with a whole ward for people that have got Messiah complexes and think they're Jesus. What must they say to each other in there? Oh, well, I forgive you. You're not the real Jesus. I am. What's that on your hands? Pass me that. Must be a weird atmosphere in there of finger pointing. Yeah, honestly, it is. Check it out. I might have just made it up. No, I think it's true. Is but that one of the places you've been? <laughs> I was in there for a couple of weeks. I right, bless you all. Bless you all. Um, no! Jesus! Woo! <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was never in that one. Anyway, the way I escaped from there was simply, thank God, in that capitalist hellhole of a nation, if you go, I'm, ref I'm not paying any money for this, I goes, look, I'm, you're not, I'm, I goes, I'm not insured and I'm paying for this whole treatment centre privately through my management, which was true. I goes, so, so I goes, like, oh, we're not, I goes, you, I'm not sanctioning any more payments, so any tests they're doing on me, any psychological tests, I'm not paying for them. So, like, the counsellors then took me somewhere else and it was, like, I got away with it. Blimey. Well, I got away with it, I'm not actually mad. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's a close one, though, because I thought, if you end up in here, you're finished, they'll get RP McMurphy, they'll lobotomise me. Yeah, yeah, because once you're in there and someone Signed a bit of paper, you're even, you know, yeah, who look could at my get personality. You out? Well, who would I get? Who would I contact? You get you over there, vomiting every half hour, could play a bill. Trevor Lot, I'd think he was a time traveller. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing, there's nothing I could do. I'd just be stuck there. Can I just state that I was vomiting because I was ill? He's <laughs> not, vomiting. and also I wouldn't go. <laughs> He's attention seeking, I don't know why he does it. So, why not let us know about times where you've had narrow escapes, perhaps not from American mental institutions, but perhaps from, from anything really, I don't know, a loveless marriage. Anything at all. Bullying. Anything really. Just tell us about your escapes, um, or you can chat to us on the phone as well. You can email us at russell.brand at bbc.co.uk, you can call 0500 288291, or you can text us on 88291. What should we listen to? Matthew Mendrick. Brilliant. How could anyone have thought you were mad? How could they? Even for a moment. Why, I'm sane as you are. <laughs> Come and put something on, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> There's old Jimi Hendrix with gypsy eyes. You listen to Russell Brand on your radio too from the BBC. We're talking about escape. Oh, dear old Jimi Hendrix. You can find escape in the music of Jimi Hendrix, surely. Yes. Just listening to that dream weaver of a man that he wore. What about, it's a bit of a shame that woman didn't phone an ambulance a bit quicker, wasn't it? After when she, like, she could have, like, apparently, she faffed around trying to hide drugs. Poor old Jimi Hendrix died as a result of that. Didn't she put him in the recovery position? I don't know what she done to him, as a matter of fact, Matt. I just can't help think the whole thing's been very badly handled. <laughs> 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 Although, you know, there's very little we could do about it now. It's a while ago now. It's so. a while. I suppose, you know, we have to move on, don't we, really, ultimately, in the end. So, um, yeah, so I described at considerable length my uh, escape from uh, a, a mental institution in the United States just then. Have you ever felt you've escaped from a situation, Matty Morgan? Um, I'm sure I have, but under <laughs> pressure like this. <laughs> I mean, on a radio show. It, what is baffling to me is that you have known that we do this radio show, and in fact it was you yourself that suggested the topic <laughs> yes, of escape, never anticipating that that yes, question or... might have come up at any point. So escaped from Australia? Oh, Australia, why have you never gone on and on and on and on about well, that's that? That's why I didn't bring it up, because you always <laughs> mock me for it. 
when old Matt, Matt went to Australia to pursue a relationship, which I must say I advised him against doing in the first place. Don't go to Australia, I said. You won't like the food, you won't like the culture. I like the food. You won't like the fact that on the news people go, I'll leave it out, mate, that's bloody ridiculous, to each other in the middle of a news programme. But he went anyway, and what happened? He crashed a boat into a dolphin or something, <laughs> fell out the side of a boat, and ended up very nearly drowning and being an insult to our seafaring nation that is Great Britain. Didn't you? I've got Captain Buttons now, though. <laughs> you have got Captain Buttons. He all deserves. Be called, <laughs> Captain, Captain Buttons. Buttons. Uh, Captain no, I knew Buttons. it was time to escape Australia when the, my the highlight of my day. Because out there, mm. you know, like birds that you'd feed in your garden here are sort of little brown sparrows. Lovely guys, love them. Good. Over English. there, they're like red, yellow, blue, rainbow lorikeets. Foreign so show off birds. <laughs> <laughs> Arrogant they are. Coming right. over here chatting and jabbering. And since. Uh, what, you got parrots out in the garden? Amazing. You, everything is about Australia. If you notice this, Trevor Locke, whenever he mentions Australia, oh, you should see the apples. They're as big as a skull and twice as clever. Why, <laughs> why am I saying everything's better in Australia? I'm for? not saying it's better. I'm saying the point I realised I should come back to Blighty mm. was when I, oh, every morning I'd get up, chop some apple, put it on the thing and wait for them rainbow lorikeets to come and cheer me up. You were in tune with nature, weren't you? I was depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was a deeply, deeply depressed I was a very man. unhappy man. You poor I used to bite my fist and watch, <laughs> watch the telly. Yeah. But what did you escape from or did you just come home? I just made my decision up. Right, that's it. I'm going home. And then I made a phone call to Virgin Atlantic, <laughs> not Atlantic, that would be ridiculous. Other things are available, airplanes and that, I and said, they're all working again right. now, that fog's lifted, thank heavens. Yeah, we'll get back to that. And Will said, we? Uh, can, no, we won't. <laughs> I just had that for well, then. The fog, it's good, isn't it? Well, you like fog now. Spooky fog. Okay. Anyway, li listen, and then I said to them, well, I'm ready to go home now, I want to go, and they said, well, the ticket that you bought, which was some sort of offer, you can't yeah. go home for about another month. Cruel, vindictive. Did you so, have to stay another month? Yeah, well, another, another I think ticket? it was three weeks. Just come do you know how much it is oh, when you've got no money? You. I don't know what I worked on is. a boat. I did up a boat. Made you never worked on a boat. Me. You were a joke on the seas. I was, no, I mean, it was in a harbour. Oh, right. Painting it, doing the upholstery. Did, made this boat really nice. Got mm. two grand for it. Then I crushed a car. Cost two grand. Oh, ridiculous. That's nature of karma, probably because you're such a cruel, vindictive man. Now, we've got, <laughs> we've got someone on the line here. It's Susan. Or is it Susan Oates? Susan, you there, my dear? Yeah, yeah, hello. Are you alright, my love? You sounded sort of like quite melancholy. I'm, I pictured you there in a perhaps, I, I imagine you in a, a novel by a Bronte sister, just looking out of a window, pondering something, <laughs> perhaps doing some crocheting. I do spend a lot of my time doing that. Do you? But not right now. What is it? <laughs> I can hear that you're pensive, I can hear that you're anxious. What are you trying to escape from, my love? Well, I said that I'll do my first ever stand up comedy gig in January. Right, and okay. And now I wish that I'd never said anything and I want to escape from it. You want to escape from it. Why do you feel anxious? Do you feel unprepared? Um, I've got a lot of material, but I don't know if it's funny. I mean, my friends laugh, but they might just be humouring me. Are your friends laughing, do you think, out of cruelty? <laughs> or are there clear punchlines? What sort of, what sort of, it, tell, tell me what sort of things you're talking, is it Susan or Suzanne? It's Suzanne. Suzanne, what kind of things are you talking about in your stand-up comedy, dear? Um, it's kind of just about life in general. Ah, life um, in general. Now, know, we're all dating. alive, aren't we? We're who all can, alive. Who can't appreciate life in general? <laughs> dating, families, uh, Are you a single woman? I am. Did you just mention yeah. sex at the end of that list there? Yes, I did. <laughs> Alright, what observations have you got about sex, Suzanne? Um, well, I've just talked about how farcical it is. Sex I is farcical? It is farcical. Why is it farcical? What's going on? What are you up to? <laughs> it oughtn't be farcical. Where are you doing it? With whom? Oh. Wearing what? <laughs> I don't want to get into that on the radio. My parents listening. 
<laughs> well, listen, hey, immediately you're in trouble as a stand-up. You've got to go out there and be completely shameless, Suzanne. You've well, got much. My mum, for example, listens to me t t talking about masturbation when I'm doing stand-up. She listens quite happily. There's one bit where I talk about like how how you feel humiliated after masturbation, and like if you go to a zoo having masturbated, you then like if you seem not not that there will be any reason why you would, but I'm just saying if inadvertently you end up going to a zoo having masturbated, there's no connection. You know, you've, that's not part of the preparation for a trip to the zoo or anything. I'm not suggesting that. So you've dug yourself into a hole here. I know. <laughs> it's a terrible business. <laughs> I'm going back for the mental institution if they'll have me. Um, so, yeah, anyway, right, so if you sort of see a monkey in a, engaging what? in an act of onanism, then you, yeah. you sort of want to feel superior to it. You don't want to be at a zoo, see a monkey masturbating into its own neck, and then think, well, I'll do that. <laughs> you want to feel, feel better than it, don't you? That's what I'm saying. And I did that joke in front of my mum. And uh, she like you know like not not alone. She was as part of an audience. <laughs> I did like work. Well, it wasn't that christening, right? It was at a gig. My mum came to a gig, and I like I goes to her afterwards. Oh, was that all right, mum? Do you enjoy that gig? And she went, yeah, yeah, it's nice. I like the bit about the monkeys. For her, that was just about monkeys. She went, well, she doesn't see that as filth. So you can't be worrying about what your parents think of you, Suzanne. That's one bit of advice because I assume you've rung us for some kind of advice, I'm have you? Advice, yeah. Right. Now, start talking about sex, I'll judge whether or not it's filthy or not, and I am clearly, <laughs> if, you, if you look at any tabloid newspaper, the correct man to be making decisions regarding those matters. <laughs> I am, after all, and very proudly, shagger of the year. Oh, God, he never goes on about that. <laughs> that shagger of the year is a proud title. Before me, who was it? Baden Powell, got it, I think. Lawrence of Arabia used to be shagger of the year. Lots of great, great men. <laughs> Baden Powell. <laughs> Baden Powell won it. W.G. No, Grace so, yeah. used okay. to be Shagger of the Year. I'm not going to say that Baden Powell thing that we all know. We're all thinking. It was intense. <laughs> <laughs> Baden Powell. It was intense. So, um, come in, Suzanne. Tell us some of your sex material, but obviously use common sense. We are on the BBC, Her Majesty's Radio. Um, I just, I, I have a little theory about um, putting um, jokes on condom wrappers. You disgust me! Get off! <laughs> this is a joke. <laughs> All right, you put, you put jokes on condom you wrappers. Know, like, on you know, like on penguin wrappers. Yeah, oh, other biscuits are available. There's not a joke on a penguin wrapper. Red, green, blue. That's the only joke. No, no, there's, no, a, there's a little joke or a fact, doesn't there? Really? What, about um, penguins? No. Uh, no. Just about anything? How do they justify that? Was the bit about condoms the set-up line to a joke? Yeah, I think so. It's going somewhere, Matthew, clearly. <laughs> Come on, Suzanne. Right. You know how they put... You want to put jokes on condoms. Well, yeah, I think, you know, I just think that it would be, it would be good to lighten the moment. Don't lighten that moment up. The last well, thing you yeah, need in a sexual situation is humour. Yeah. That'll ruin everything. The longer yeah, that pauses. That, moment, that moment's really awkward. Hold on, dear. I'll be with you in a moment. Uh, I'll just get a prophylactic. <laughs> by the way, there's an Englishman, Irishman, and Scotsman. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's exactly what that moment needs. There's a rapidly deflating penis, and, uh, and the man in charge of it says to the woman that foolishly suggested this gimmick. Why have you ruined our love life? And she said, for a gig in Wakefield in January. It's not going to be in Wakefield. It'll be in Manchester. So much to answer for. Okay, so right. So put jokes on condom wrappers. To lighten the moment. I like that oh, moment. Oh, Give us an example God. of a joke. Trevor! 
Don't be so aggressive with people. Give us an example of a joke. What kind of things that say to an aspiring comedian? Hecklers say things like that to us, and it hurts our feelings. I'm trying to encourage you. I want to want to know. You obviously got a joke in mind for this condom wrapper, haven't you? Well, no. I've got the kind of things that they shouldn't put on them. Go on. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right now, this is the punchline. Pierce here. Don't worry, Suzanne. You're here with us. You're among friends. I don't feel like I am. All right, you are, um, though. Sometimes but, um, that's life. <laughs> the thing, you know, because actually on penguins, rather than jokes, it is actually a fact. Right. And um, what they shouldn't, definitely shouldn't put on is that 3% of all condoms fail. What? Um, 30% all fail? <laughs> three, not 30. Oh, that's all right. You can afford that. That's <laughs> only in three kids out of every hundred. In the factory or in the field? In the field. In the field, oh, Matthew. <laughs> out there. Good luck. No wonder you've got gastric it. flu. You'll be lucky to make it through the next hour where you <laughs> live your life. I don't even understand that. <laughs> so, okay, so right, don't put fact that. You, that's the, one of the facts we certainly don't need just before sex. In fact, I don't want any facts before sex. I want to be yeah. living in a dream world. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, so you're going to talk about saucy stuff like sex. Yeah, now, I think, Suzanne, I think you, ha you have humour within you. I reckon go out there, just be ever so confident, dear. Thank you very much. And perhaps, you know... And um, perhaps use a condom as a prop, maybe, you know. Well, perhaps I will. Read from one. No one will know. They no one will know. It. Pretend it's real. Good, see? A little touch <laughs> like that from Matt Morgan. That's why he earns the pig bucks. <laughs> Just go, right, yeah, I've read this one already. Say it's, It says da-da-da-da-da, don't pierce here, or something like that. Or uh, Catholicism it has a negative effect on third world countries. Have something like what that. What you're about it? to do is perfectly all right. Go on. <laughs> Let her have it. Don't, <laughs> don't think of your parents at this point. Don't be ashamed. Sex is perfectly natural, even there. Suzanne, thank you very much for your call, my love. I think you're going to be fantastic in Manchester. That's in January. Go for it. Don't feel embarrassed or ashamed, because, you know, Eddie Izzard once said to me that you just have to keep doing it. Keep just plug on. And he said that and then just shook his head and walked away. Was he your head at the time you were crying? <laughs> That's he was right. on the condom. He was going, just keep, keep trying. Keep trying. Yes, we said that in, in both the sexual situation and, and about stand-up. All right, well, thank you very much, uh, Suzanne. Lovely talking to you. Take care, my okay. dear. If you've, uh, bye, my love. If you've got something that you want to talk to us about escaping from, you can email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. You can call us at 0500 288 or text 88291. Should we have a listen to a record, chaps? Yes. yes. Yeah. She'll be all right, won't she? Suzanne, her stand-up is going to go just fine. Never actually got a joke out of her. Well, that's not a good sign, is it? But I remember my early career, I used to just smash up mice with a hammer. They were dead already. <laughs> they were dead already. So, you know, what, in a, in a way, she's a street ahead of me. <laughs> you know, but perhaps that's n not a great barometer. Okay, so uh, what are we going to listen to, Mafu? Clinic. Clinic, this you song, say? I think, says Christmas Eve in it. Can you imagine? Christmas Eve? And this, us so close to Christmas. Eve. Your finger is on the pulse, young man. <laughs> Not only are you fingering them buttons, you're fingering the pulse of a nation. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go. That's Harmony from Clinic. There you listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. We're talking about escape, really. That's the theme. John Palermo says, me and the missus in a full-blown... John Palermo. John Palermo. It's only John Palermo. John Palermo is in a full-blown full Christmas row. I want to escape down the pub, he said. What should I do? See no. the row out. Nah. No, don't go. 
Go. Go down the pub. Why do you want him to go down the pub for? Because he'll cool off. He'll have a nice drink. Why are you taking John Palermo's side? I'm not. I'm taking her side. She wants him out the house. She's sick to death of him. You get out of the house, John. Get a it pint It might be down about there. him being a, having a terrible alcohol problem, mightn't it? Yes, well, he's not going to get rid of it over Christmas, is he? Start again in the New Year. Go for a walk. Don't touch the boost, is all I can say to you, you poor, poor man. Uh, I think stay in the house, have a chat with your wife, no. give her a bit of a cuddle. No, you I'm two love it. each other. Go, on, go down the pub. Go down the pub no. together. <laughs> Come on, call it a draw, you. To old age, touch each other up under the table. You'll have the time of your lives. It's Christmas, Mr. Russell Brand. Love you and all your shows. You smooth the edges of my night shift as a security guard, Stephen in Sheffield. Nice one, Stephen. Stay with us, mate. Why not let there be a lapse in security? <laughs> just, <laughs> just listen so intently to the show that hordes of people sneak into your place of work and start filling their pockets with loot, loot and booty. <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> loot and doubloons and prizes. Um, um, thanks for listening to us, mate. I've always thought, I've never done that sort of a job, sitting up all night. I can't no, think I'd like You've that. got to be a, quite a big bloke, I think. Well, I know you're tall. Now, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm tough, Matt. I tell you what, you've got someone... got to do your rounds. got to go around with a torch. I don't like that bit. Or the fighting Although bit, that torch is a bad, pretty, you know, obvious weapon. Yeah, you'd use it as a weapon. You're giving that big torch. Big I bet. I wonder how many incidents of security guards striking people with mag lights there are. Stephen, if if you're bored, feel free to strike one of your colleagues about the brow. Don't do that. I don't know what's wrong with me. Sometimes I just say things I don't think are through. I apologise. Here's another email. It's from Ellie in Liverpool. In my first year at university, I had a class that was so intensely boring that I would, on a weekly basis, sit there all nice, get my marks, say I'd attended, then make a swift getaway because my lecturer was almost dead and didn't notice. Needless to say, I failed that class and had to ret retake it, proving that escape artists never prosper. Although Houdini, how much you didn't Houdini got punched in the stomach and died yeah. doing a trick. Yeah, it's a shame, doing isn't the it? Old punching trick. Also embarrassing. Because, like, behold, the old punch in the stomach trick now. Oh, Christ, get me a doctor. Oh, he's a card. He's dead now. That's why I used to worry about getting run over, because I think you'd lay there and die for being embarrassed. You'd be embarrassed. People going, are you all right? No, I'm fine. The medicine would be lovely. Don't watch me. A cup of tea would be lovely if you could manage it. Could you mop the blood away from my nostrils? Hi, guys. I've never really escaped from anything, says Peter Kirkland. But I did run away at the start of October. I had all these romantic images of just heading east and ending up in Russia or something. The problem was I was kind of running away from myself, so it didn't really work, because when I got there, I was there already. Hmm, good point. I got as far as Belgium, but I had nowhere to stay, so I had to sleep on the streets. This is getting worse. And it was getting cold, so I soon got bored and came home. That's almost a Morrissey lyric. Not very exciting, he says, in good spirits. Love who, bye. Peter in Manchester. Terrible, terrible to run away and for it to be such a disastrous business, really. Mm -hmm. Ever Have you ever attempted to escape your life in that fashion, Matt? No, As a child never. or anything? No. Just oh, I used there. to uh, climb out of windows in after arguments. Just <laughs> lock the bathroom Right, door. argument, you'll say. Well, I'm out the window, <laughs> You won't see me for dust. <laughs> I love you. We've learned our lesson. <laughs> Trev, have you ever run away? No, I mean I, I had to escape from France once when I when I didn't have my passport or a yeah. ticket. I remember you yeah. blathering on about this. How did you escape from France? Well, I just did a little, you know, psychological mind trick on the French um, border police. You uh, did a psychological mind trick yeah. on the French border not police. Jedi. You're not Alec Guinness. I'm I am not the little goon you are looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I am not the bespectacled twit that you are seeking in this case. No. What did you say to? Well, I parked my I parked my Allegro right at the front of the queue. That better be no... a car, Trevor. Yes. It was a car, but it was, I had no right to be there. And then I left my car. Right. 
and oh, caused God. a big traffic jam. Oh, God. Right. Oh, and, uh, and then they were so upset that they... Are you an asylum seeker, Trevor? Should you not even be in this country? I shouldn't be in this country. And, and uh, they, they were just so desperate for me to move that, mm. that, that they said, just move the car, move the car in move French. And, I, and the only way to move it was onto that ramp on the back of that hovercraft. On the back of that hovercraft. Yeah. What, you'd planned this? Yes, because how else was I? I was, I'd run out of money. I was really hungry. But what you done with it? They should have pushed you into the sea. They should have pushed you into the sea. No, the other time was the passport was another occasion. This was just, I had no ticket and no money. Trevor, yeah. you're making a mockery of the law that we treasure and cherish. I don't think for anything. I'm normally ejected before I get the chance. I know, Matthew. I have to live with you. Oh, yeah. I don't, well, in I don't want people to think we live together. Yeah. <laughs> in a big <laughs> rainbow <laughs> bed. <laughs> It'd be lovely. Why not? Anyway, Phil Paget here goes, All right, Russ, just watch this documentary about Gareth Gates. He was in a meeting with stylists saying he wanted to look like you. What do you think of that? What? Ga you just see a documentary about Gareth Gates. Yeah, I heard it. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah, that was an exclamation as yeah. opposed to a repeat, repite. Yeah. Well, that's all right, young Gareth Gates. He's a nice lad. He's the fellow with the stutter, wasn't he? Doing yeah. a song on Hasn't a Hasn't his stutter gone away now? It goes when he sings. What a lovely gift. No, I think it's got worse or gone away. One of the two. <laughs> well, it's pretty much the same thing. That uh, would be good if he started to suddenly look like me, wouldn't it? Would it? I don't know. I've seen a couple of people on telly sort of tweaking their look towards you. Really? Who? Who yeah. that? I'm not going to say, am I? Well, it's embarrassing. Well, it's Alex Zane. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. Flattering, really. No, he's nice, actually. If people want to look a bit more like me. Evening, boys. I once escaped from an assembly in my junior school, says Danny Nornchurch. Me and my mate Leon did this by hiding in a large box at the back of the class. Unfortunately, we got caught after ten minutes, which seems like an age when you're about eight. Harry Master <laughs> dragged us up in front of the old school and made an example of us. <laughs> These boys are an example of what I don't know. We'll get to that tomorrow's assembly. But for now, free crisps. What a crazy school that was. So uh, if you want to tell us about times you've escaped, you can email us at... Yes. Would I say escaped? Escaped. Don't matter, same thing. If you want to tell us about times you've Eskimo escaped, <laughs> email us at russell.brand at bbc.co.uk or you can call 0500 288 291. Come on the air, have a chat with us if you like. Text 88291. Why don't we listen to Billie Holiday, listen to the tortured glory of that woman's voice and think of the pain she went through to create this beauty for us? <laughs> When's she gonna sing? When's she gonna sing? Sing, woman, damn you! Put it, put it down again. Come on, Billy. Ah, oh, Billy Holiday. So once she started, though, she kicked it, didn't oh, she? Oh, she was brilliant. And uh, as you say, Matthew, the atmosphere of the venue resonates in that tune. I suppose they're in a studio, don't you think? Sounds like they're in sort of a wooden place. Sounds like they're in a rickety wooden place, all just sat about lounging around, <laughs> poor old <laughs> Billy Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you must not do things like that. Right, yeah, it's very childish. <laughs> in South Korea, sons and fathers go to the top of the mountain and roar like a tiger at the world, says Mark from Croydon, but can he prove it? Can he? Why? Hang on, is that cultural or just... I don't know why they do it, Matt. That's not for me. Well, you better clearly. check your facts. Uh-uh. Oh, no, you didn't. I wonder why they do do that. Well, what do they know. do? They go up to a mountain. They roar. The the it's probably to bond. Primal screams. Primal scream at the world. Why not? Give it a whirl. An interesting fact for yourselves, the police officer held hostage in the infamous Iranian embassy siege in London was called... Trevor Locke. We he tells us that. that daily. He tells us that to bolster his significance in our cultural group, pretending that he is somehow brave by proxy. <laughs> by association of name there. 
Hey, Russell, I'm listening to you right now from Australia. Do you really think we speak funny? We can't help it. <laughs> says Marida. Well, you must help it. You've got the Queen on your money. Have her in your hearts and in your voice. This is how we speak. This is the B bloody B bloody C. <laughs> speak a bit more like that, if you would. We were illegally swimming in a Turkish pool at 5am, says Eleanor in London. Mm. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. Oh, I'm intrigued. What's going to happen? <clears throat> we were illegally swimming in a Turkish pool at 5am when we spotted a security guard. We jumped out of the pool, madly trying to dry ourselves with lounger cushions and trying to get dressed. Not easy when you're soaked. Stop eroticising it till you know what gender it is. <laughs> After much flailing and nudity, we squelched My father and I. <laughs> And fled. That's from Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, uh, she's called Eleanor. Uh -uh. You don't want to end up in a Turkish jail, she says in brackets at the end. You don't want to, do you? Crikey. Have you they seen uh, Midnight, Midnight Express? Express. Is it, there's that love scene where they look like they're having a hell of a time. What, the gay love scene? They have a cuddle in a shower. I remember seeing that as a child, not really knowing what sex was, except for some sort of echo from the past I or some I'm surprised future. you're not more struck by the scene where his girlfriend, sh you know, has to... Push their boobs on a glass. I wasn't going to say that. I love that bit. And I often think, because in radio studios, there's a glass panel between us and the people they? that take the phone so number. people through do. there do that for us? Excuse me, we feel lonely and it is Christmas. Come on, guys, push your bums against the glass. Look at them up there. Selfish pigs Pretending of friends. they can't hear us. They can hear every word. I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> they're trying to marry us. No, what it is, they're trying, they're gonna put for a call. Actually, we've got someone on the line. It's Ali, isn't it? Hello, Ali. Ali's oh, gone. gone. She put the phone down just because she's on a motorway. Selfish woman, mind you. What? She's got a concentration I don't know what she's doing, man. I would like to talk to that erotic Turkish voice woman. Turkish swimming woman. Yeah. Wouldn't you? You only eroticize it. She might be erotic. Come on, let's get into it. Okay. I went to Turkey once, fellas hold hands with each other. Do they? Yeah, it's alright. Get into it. If we went there for holiday, we'd all just hold hands. No, we wouldn't. We would. We would. You'd have to. We'd have I've to hold hands with you before. When was that? In a sketch or something. Oh, you, yeah. When you hold hands with someone who's much taller than you, and you know you can't quite. It doesn't feel like it's the right way that you're holding it. I have to hold hands in AA meetings, and there's always a little what? struggle. Well, not, uh, just not, not just for an individual, like, okay, well done, mate. <laughs> like, you know, all at the end, you stand in a circle all down sometimes. What do you do in those places, you lot? We cope. That's what we do, and we support each other. It's very, very beautiful. Yeah, that's John Palermo. John Palermo. I stayed, like you said, and now she says I should have gone out. <laughs> Is it true that men never win arguments? Also, she doesn't like me writing on the computer while she's talking. <laughs> <laughs> John, you must stay strong to save your marriage. Stay there. Keep writing us. We want to hear from her. Yes, I know. Why don't we try and use John as our sort of remote-controlled man and make him do things? Go up behind her, John. Grab her bum and go, Come on, love! Remember when we first met? <laughs> and then get her boobs and go, ah, ah, Come on, let's no. have a laugh. It's Christmas. No, no. Do it, John! No, don't, John. John, you John. must! In the, in the landscape of an argument, that's gonna look very bad. No, it, what do you think is sexy? Hang on, he must have the radio, unless he's got headphones, she must have heard that. Yeah. She's ready for him. You're in a lot of trouble. Right, listen, love. If John does that, you'll get into it. Remember your wedding vows. John <laughs> Palermo. No. John Hit him Pal with a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> rolling pin, rolling pin. Frying pan, come Let's on. get him on the phone. I want to know what John Palermo's up to. John, send us your phone number down the old email, mate. We'll cancel your marriage. We'll get you and your wife on the phone. And if we've not made your marriage better within the next half hour, let's just say that was inevitable from the beginning, because we <laughs> don't know what we're doing. Let's listen to a record. What are we going to listen to, Matthew? DJ Shadow. DJ Shadow. Oh, this isn't that new Kasabian song later as well. Listen to DJ Shadow now, but listen to that new Kasabian song because I was meant to go and see them on Tuesday at Earl's Court. I didn't go because I was tired.
Don't they breathe, breathe, it's boring. They said they listen to our radio show. They love the us. Podcast. They listen to our podcast. Guess what, right? Serge <laughs> and the others at Kasabian listen to our podcast on the tour bus. Good, isn't it? No. They listen on the podcast. That puts they us. They said it got, they got them through travelling around America. Got, that, that got us around travelling around America. They went to me like that. They used their voices. That. Amazing. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah, yeah. They love it. They love our podcast, the, the lads at Kasabian. Who else? What other bands like us? We know Oasis like us. See, now there's nothing wrong with us. We're normal boys, aren't we? Lovely. Let's pull up our pants too tight <laughs> and dance around the studio <laughs> celebrating. Okay. Let's touch our bums and smell no. our fingers. Come oh, on! Why would you have to say that? I just like saying things sometimes. Come on, let's talk about Jean-Paul Sartre. Nausea, you say. Never mind, it was that Camus. Who cares? They're all French, aren't they? At the end of the day, Trevor Lock getting on Overcraft. Let's listen to, we listen to DJ Shadow. Why not? That's DJ Shadow with this time listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Let's get some bloody news on this radio station, shall we? And find out what's going on in our bonkers world. It's Andrew Simmons who's reading it. Andrew, will you say something funny for us? See if you can say butterfly kiss during the news. 88 to 91 FM, this is Radio 2 from the BBC. Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Sigur Ross Hoppipola. Is that how we pronounce it, Matt? Hoppipola? I don't know. But it's difficult. That, that it's Icelandic. Yeah, from Iceland. You like say it in a much higher pitched voice. Hoppipola! That's it. <laughs> That's all done now. That's all nice. Andrew Simmons said butterfly kiss on the news. It's amazing. We got into the news. We're in the news. Should be good. <laughs> I wonder if we can penetrate anything else. I wonder if we can get them shipping forecast people to go, oh, bugger this. It's dangerous <laughs> on boats. I'm going back indoors. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Brighten things right up. Come on, get into it. Get into the spirit of things. Here, remember I just said that thing about Gareth Gates, that apparently Gareth Gates in a documentary saying he wanted to look like me. Someone else has just sent in. I'd be careful if I were you, Russell. I saw that Gareth Gates thing, and he had pictures of you in a scrapbook of ideas for what style he wanted for himself. He also had loads of pics of men in pants. Very homoerotic, said his stylist. Me thinks Gareth Gates wants to hold your hand and play with your bum. Well, fair enough. What? He can want to, if he You've likes. You've infected the nation with this childishness. <laughs> <laughs> That's joy de vivre. Everyone likes a bit of that. I'd like to see this scrapbook. I hope the eyes are all scratched out. <laughs> I will kill again. <laughs> I've the taste for b -b 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 blood now. I could k -k 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 kill that git. Please no nearer to finding stuttering boy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Clear old Gareth Gates. He's a lovely fella. I hope he does dress up like old Russ. We're talking about escapism on this program. I've said about my escape from a loony bin in the US of States. Matt's talked about how he escaped from a doomed trip to the Antipodes and possibly nearly drowning. Trevor Locke, what have you contributed, Trevor? I escaped from a hospital once. What, what sort didn't of hospital? Get very far. What, we, why were you even in there? Well, they didn't know what was wrong with me, so they put me in hospital for a while. Sometimes I'm tempted. <laughs> be like that. Just, just put him in for a night, I say, just for observation. <laughs> yeah, they had me in there for observation. I hated it. I didn't like so it at all. Off. Well, I got very unhappy. And, really? Uh, and I... I couldn't get home, really. No? No, because I didn't have the right clothes. I was foolishly, I left in my pyjamas and my dressing gown. Yeah. And uh, I had enough money to make a phone call to my mum. Yeah. And I said, can you come in? And she couldn't pick me up. She couldn't pick you up from the hospital. How no. old were you, Trev? I was 15. Oh, you poor little thing, really. Yeah, no it's... wonder you've grown up all funny, all back to front, all peculiar. I'm not back to front. You're a bit odd. So we've got uh, Claire on the line. She's going to talk to us about an escape. Claire, are you there, dear? I am, Hello, sweetheart. Where Hello. do you live and what are you doing? I live in Brighton. Is it nice there? 
Oh, yeah. You yeah. sound like you're always on the precipice of doing something risky on radio to me. <laughs> so, what are you going to tell us about, my love? I was going to tell you about my experience of night shifts in a carrot factory. You did some night shifts in a carrot factory. Well, my understanding <laughs> is that carrots grow out of yeah. God's earth. I mean, I don't know, perhaps you'd like to elucidate further. Um, uh, well... What is it? Do. do they clean the carrots in a factory, or are you no, simply they were mad? Ready. Um, used to come falling down onto big rolling tables, and right. you had to grab all the bad ones and throw them down the chute. It was like, uh... <laughs> it's like Wonka. you're a carrot god. It's like Willy Wonka and <laughs> squirrels and Willy Wonka, yeah. Right, okay, right. So you had to weed out all the evil carrots. Weed out the baddies, yeah. Yeah. What was that satisfying? What was that satisfying to do that? To go, whoa, there's no, a bad I, carrot. I from travelling. It was the only job I could get. Right. I know, I'm and not uh, attacking I it. I had to work there so many nights a week. I never had time to look for another. Matt wants but to know, <laughs> Claire, darling, Matt yeah. wants to know what was classed as a bad carrot. What kind of things would rule a carrot out of being a goody carrot and make it a baddie carrot? Uh, well, general rot. <laughs> General Rot. He was the baddest character. <laughs> he led them. He was a bit like General Zod. He would beam out of his carrot eyes and melt some of the other good carrots. It was out of order. But then one day a super carrot came and he defended all the others. So, um, okay, so it was really it was just prejudice, really, and hatred against it weaker was. carrots. It was. Hmm. Yeah. I think what you should have done is cut yourself a little square bit of carrot and wore it as a carrot moustache and been a little <laughs> carrot Hitler. <laughs> doing <laughs> carrot judgments on the carrots. <laughs> Oh, aren't you lovely? Did you ever escape from that carrot factory then? Because I, I don't see how this fits I into did. the... I Six months was my stint and that was it. Six months and out. You've done your time, you served your bird, you got the hell out of there. And what's this other email about Claire where you say something? I was telling you about my time when I hitchhiked home from Italy. That yeah. was another lucky escape. Yeah. What happened? It was, um, well, the chap who picked us up, it was me and my mate, we, were, we went to try and get some work in Greece and we failed, so... We, Do we you mean the musical the... or the country? <laughs> Did you audition for the part of Frenchie? <laughs> How can you fail to get work in Greece? Well, let's find out. How can you? <laughs> How can you fail to get work in Greece? Is it through we giggling? We mistimed it. We mistimed it. It was too early. <laughs> too early. <laughs> we not need work now. We will sleep now. <laughs> we rest. We were only resting for a little while. <laughs> I don't know if that's how they speak in Greece. I'm just trying to remember Stavros. So, okay. So, right. So, you went there. You mistimed it. Then what happened to you, Yeah, uh, well, we ran out of money. So, we had to, um, we got the ferry. And then we, we met this, we heard this bloke from Manchester. So, we said, could he give us a lift? Which he agreed to. Mm. And then when we got in the car, we realised she was an absolute raging, insane pervert. But uh, it was what were the signs of it, without saying anything rude, because it's <laughs> the Queen's radio station, BBC Radio 2. What, what, what were the signs of perversion? Remembering, um, imagine well, that your nan was listening. Every time my mate uh, bent over to get into the car, he slapped her bum. Fair that was the first car. He had penises for hands. <laughs> his hands were made of winkies, he had winky earrings on, his eyelids were like ball bags. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about that man was a vocative of sex. <laughs> he sounds like a saucy devil. What did he do, darling? You played Queen, it's a kind of magic. Oh, it's not perverted. It's not perverted, but it's weird. I mean, I could listen to it's a kind of magic. Twice on a journey. Yeah, it was quite a long journey. It's a kind of magic. Oh, don't. I'll go into trauma. This is getting <laughs> real weird. <laughs> I'm gonna touch your bottom. Okay. He made a lot of sexual reference. God, he, he showed us that he had this great big butcher's knife in the, uh, the car door. I like him keep a butcher's knife in the door. Well, he's from Manchester. <laughs> yeah, all right, love. It's a kind of magic. It's also kind of tragic that I've got this butcher's knife here. Come here, darling. <laughs> it's a kind of magic. Wow. So then, what, how did you escape from this man, Claire? Um, he was pre-booked on the on the, on the later ferry, so we had to uh, say our goodbyes and get going, really. 
That's lucky. Right. It was just administrative. It was just bureaucracy. <laughs> Kept the two of you apart. It sounds like you would have gone with him had it not been for the admin involved. Exactly. exactly. Thank heavens, Claire. So you're down there and be right on, are you? I am, yeah, I am. Claire, you've contributed beautifully to our radio show. Stay with Thank us always, know. won't you, you and your I will, friends? I will, I will indeed, I will indeed. Yes, happy lovely, Christmas. Happy Christmas to you, darling. Yes. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. If you want to talk to me, Matt and Trev, you can email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. You can call 0500 Or you can text us, if you like, on 88291. It's up to you. We don't want to be inhibitive. Hello, is this that fella? John Palermo. Now, we've been following the story of John Palermo. First of all, John Palermo told us that he, him and his wife were in a full-blown Christmas row and he wanted to escape down the pub. He asked us what we should do. There was some dispute between the three of us. I said, stay there, sort it out. Trev said, go down the pub. Matt said, hit your wife. Now, oh, <laughs> he never said that. No one said that. It's a terrible, terrible thing and we should never, ever resort to violence in any situation. So, uh, then secondly, he go. He, then he, te he um, emailed us later going, I stayed in like you said and now she says I should have gone out and she don't like me writing on the computer while she's talking and he's also put to j a computer because he's pressed J instead of H in that, probably in the panic. Hit. Yeah, that's when a rolling pin clattered in the back of his head. Now he goes, she says you and the policeman from the embassy can choose. That's lucky, I guess she means. You decide, like Big Brother do. We both go to the pub, I go, I go to the pub, or stay in for, well, and he says nobbing. I can only assume oh. that's uh, referring to a sex act. No, that's a Christmas thing. A Christmas thing, nog bin. Something you do with hot toddy, probably. Noggin. Yeah, yeah. Egg noggin. Do that later. Save that from after. Well, I think we you know we're all grown ups. We know that people have sex on planet Earth. Otherwise, how on earth would we have all got here? Right, John. I want your phone number, mate. No, that's not because <laughs> I've just thought about you having sex. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have put that information oh, in that order. <laughs> I realised earlier that comedy is just revealing information in a cer certain order, and you so is. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do I get a badge? Really here. <laughs> Do you think I'd be rewarded for that? Um, so, John Palermo. John, get send us your phone number, mate. Stop hiding. From this, we are going to sort out your marriage. Me, Matt, and Trev will have you lot so happy. We'll have, you'll be swinging, you'll be going on daft holidays. Your marriage is going to stink of love. Give us a phone call, mate. Give us your phone number or something. You can call us on 0500 288 or you can text us 88291 or do your like, really. Just live your life, you loonies. Oh, Mark Rampercrash has won Strictly Ballroom. Matt, you oh, won't care about that, great. do you? No. None of them words meant anything to you, no. did they? <laughs> I understand the word Mark. <laughs> Mark Rampercash has won Strictly Ballroom. Oh, good, did he? Well, as long as they arrive home safely. Trevor, are you happy? I'm oh, very happy. I mean, he's an ele he was an elegant batsman. I can only imagine what he's like on the dance floor. Well, but, what, um, Strictly come dancing well, and your imagination I'm can rest. Working, aren't I? But that's in interesting. Two cricketers have won it two years consecutively. Who won it last year? Uh, Darren Goff. Really? Mm. What? Well, he's a bowler. <laughs> this one's a batsman. Next year, it could be a wicketkeeper. Oh, blimey. Can you imagine oh, that? The nation would go crackers. <laughs> We're all cricket crackers for these loopy batsmen. <laughs> so, uh, well done, Mark Rampercash, you big saucy devil. He's got a sultry sex appeal, Mark Rampercash, hasn't he? Oh, he's one of the most attractive cricketers of the last 25 years. Trevor, do you just sit around judging him? And Day, I know, who works on the show, just nodded so solemnly when Trevor said that. He went, as if we'd said, you know, it is right. We must learn to tolerate other people's faiths. He nodded like that. Yeah, we should tolerate other people's faiths. Yeah, Mark Rampercash is one of the most handsome well, cricketers of the last hundred years. <laughs> Who's your favourite? WG years. Grace. Who would you like? Beefy Botham. Do you like him bearing down on you, feeling his elbow in your spine? Come on, you saucy devils. I'm not suggesting that he would really do that. So there's an email here from Amy. She goes, Hi, Russell, could you please, please, please do a shout-out for me? I don't know if you listen to radio <laughs> too much, young lady. <laughs> yeah, OK, there's a shout-out going out to you, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, your boyfriend's uh, my boyfriend's driving me home, listening to your show, and if you can tell him that I love him, his name is Wesley. Wesley, Amy loves you, mate. So you should have the confidence to say that. No, don't, no. mate, because it puts pressure on a relationship, Matt. It ruins so the, now you've said it. Ruins the sex. Don't tell each other you love each other. Try and keep some anonymity. Keep now it he's spicy. got a picture of you in his head. Wesley, I want you to think of me next time you're kissing Amy. That's right, caress her neck, breathe in her ear, son. Go on, Wesley. That's the spirit. Now, if that doesn't eroticise their car journey, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. Are there any other options? There can't be. Um, None. There's nothing left. Should we listen to Kasabian? Yes, please. Let's listen to Kasabian. This is, uh, is this new single from Kasabian. Me plus one. You have to say that quite a lot in life, don't you? You do. You always go me plus one. It's always happening. On guest lists. On guest lists. Who do you want on the guest lists? Me, me plus, plus one. one. Me plus one. <laughs> <laughs> you mustn't make that noise, Matthew. It's offensive to people who do it as part of their lives. It's Kasabian. <laughs> or me plus one. Brilliant Kasabian there with me plus one. Surge sings that one. They've done that on our TV show, Russell Brand Show on Channel 4. Finished now. We finished it. We've done it. And uh, good it was when he sang that. Do you remember yeah. Matt? Just sat there as a guitar. Handsome, isn't he? Surge. Yeah. Nice yeah. lad and all. Like him, him and his girlfriend. Lovely, healthy, nice. Yeah. Good to be a rock <laughs> Lovely, star. Lovely, healthy, nice. What? What's wrong with that? Healthy. Are we all general rot? Yeah, I just like to make sure I'm over people's lifestyles. So, you remember we spoke to that um, stand-up comedian woman, Susan Oates, earlier? So, oh, Susan Wild Oates, eh? Wild Oats, we call her. Get out of here, Oatsy. Go on, let have it, love. <laughs> Wild Oatsy, we spoke to her on the phone. Remember, she was worried about talking about sex case her oh, parents yeah. were listening. Yes. The condom lady. The condom lady, as you will forever know her, Trevor, <laughs> which I think is probably helpful. Well, she says, she sent us another text message. I'm over the embarrassment I felt about my parents hearing me talk about sex. They heard the whole thing and they thought it was funny. So there you are, you see. Oh, if you confront these fears in life. Often you will be rewarded. Mm -hmm. Confront your fears. That's it. You know, we've all learned something there. Any fear. Perhaps it's a fear of terrifying sharks. So we've got an email. It's from Craig Lincoln. Da, da, da. Dear Russ, Tev and Matt. He thinks that we do this radio show with Carlos Tevez. How do I escape from my sense of worthlessness? Well, that's... That's a tough right, one. We'll get, we'll get the bomb this. You never Craig. will. Don't, don't say that to Craig. No, you won't. You, no, you will. We will. He Stop will. it, Matt. Stop playing he knows mind he's games. Not worthless. He might not. I got a girl's number, and through my neurosis and self doubt, she's now stopped replying to my texts. Do you think she'll want to meet up? I realise you don't know me, her, or anything about the situation, but well, we do know some or anything. stuff. I know where my shoes are. But I think your enthusiasm for helping people can more than compensate. That's Craig. He's right. obviously blown it by being psycho. Over the top. No, no, no. Craig, no, maybe he hasn't. No, no. Come on. Craig, text her. Text her to turn into, tune into Radio 2 now, and we will make that woman love you. Text us her number. We'll text her. We'll phone her. you. It will look weird. Right. She'll now, that feel... will freak her out, exactly. Trevor. That's a it's terrible a idea. idea. Sorry, Hello, I was this thinking is Radio out loud. 2. Phone her and say, I just, had, I just fell asleep, woke up, and had a dream that me and you will be together forever. Right. And right. also had a dream that Radio 2 was on, and they were playing, for instance, I don't know, Train in Vain by The Clash, and then we'll play that later. No, right. She'll listen That's to it and think, well. Oh, look, she's been emailing a radio powers. station. No, no, what a weirdo. No, no. Never trust him. No, no, Let's no. not do anything. Craig, just, uh, just ring text her. her now, tell her you love her. No! Uh, don't text her. No! Craig! Ring her. Go and stand outside her house oh, in no. the rain, looking up at the window, crying. Going, why? Why? Um, pull down your trousers and pants, Craig. Soil yourself. Honestly, the and best... sling muck up at her patio doors. She's stopped replying. The best thing to say is, uh, 
And uh, it won't have worked out. I'm glad that you know. That, Matt, don't play mind games. Play with mind women. games. Ringer. That's Make why you had to come oh, back God, from Australia. He's not that bothered. That singing sea shanties to the sharks as you're submerged in their oceans. He's got to move on. Ringer, find look, out yes or no. If it's no, look, move on. I'm there are more shagger of the year. Women. Why are we listening to advice? How many shagger of the year titles have you paired between you? If that had been given to you by women's magazines, fair enough. Whole of women exactly. who queued up at their polling station. Mm -hmm. I was with Russell, and you were bloody good. He was selfless. Then that would be good. If it weren't just for column inches, rather <laughs> than anything else. It's column inches, all manner of inches <laughs> have been rewarded. I think, anyway, my sh uh, we, uh, I will agree that the Shagger of the Year title is to some degree spurious and does have very little <laughs> validity in the actual world and is spiritually worthless. But, nonetheless... You've won it. I've won it. So that makes it a bit better than nothing, doesn't it, Craig? Now, ring that woman. What's she? Hold on, I don't actually no, know. She's, Ringo, she's Ringo. backed off because she's thought, oh, he's been a bit. You don't know that. That's your neurosis. That's your neurosis. That's where Matt no. drives away with your stuff. All women nitwit that no, he is. I love you. Will you be my new mum? I've bought you a like costume. That's how you treat women. I'm brilliant with women. I understand. Oh, ridiculous really. outburst. If you if you put too much pressure into it, she's going to think, oh god, that's a bit, you know. It's a bit I too suggest much. loads of. Look, what's better radio? It's much better. He puts loads mm -hmm. of pressure on her. Mm -hmm. You should phone her up, and somehow we phone can listen up, to exactly. that phone call on air. That exactly. Catch one of her pets, Craig, and say <laughs> she don't get that pet back till she submits to your demands. It's a poor. Through the post. <laughs> Pause through the post. It's the only language some people understand. Why don't we put on chain reaction? Dino yeah. Ross, cheer us up, won't it? We always used to listen to that as kids. Like Bee Gees, the video. Right, this. Bee Gees, did it? Bee Gees. Oh, I do. I Bloody islands in the stream. Oh, Kenny Rogers oh, and Dolly Parton. Come on, let's get that what on. Because we are islands in the stream. Mm -hmm. right at the end of the day. Kenny Rogers. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, After that, let's put this on. I think it goes. That's um fine young cannibal. Well, I don't know what happened. I enjoyed myself. Right, come on, put a record on. We're being weird. Diana Ross and the Bee Gees doing chain reaction. No, Apparently, what? They wrote it. Yeah, but you can hear them doing the backing. That's her. Well, then it's not her that's going. <laughs> Must be a in the background, <laughs> is it? That's them. <laughs> right, the grown up. Look at the grown yes, up snodding. All right. I'm sorry, Satisfied. Um. Hi, Russell. It's Lucy Stevenson from West Ardsley. Just wanted to tell you how much my 15-year-old sister Lauren loves you. She's been to see you live, meet you in the bar. She loves you loads and loads. And for Christmas, her best mate got a picture of you off her phone, put it on a T-shirt. She's coming to see you again, and she'd love it if you could wish her a Merry Christmas on the radio. She's always listening. Happy Christmas, darling. Happy Christmas to you. I really hope it goes well. I really want you to have a bloody good Christmas. But you shouldn't have that illegal merchandise when we've just started selling T-shirts. They aren't available now. Uh, dear Russ, oh, this is really funny. This is from this dear Russ. I think Susan Oates is a, a sad Ken and will make a shite comedian. Says oh, Melissa. You shouldn't be reading that. No, she she like that. Don't read that. Why well, said that was funny? My boyfriend Bob is asleep. Will you dedicate some sexy music no. to him? I think Susan Oates will be a good comedian. Yeah. Susan, do that gig. You're going to be brilliant. And this, they're just being vindictive, aren't they? For a laugh. Terrible. She's not getting her request. Do you, Trevor, don't be so dictatorial. I'll put my foot down. I'm just like hearted. 
Why does he want romantic music in his sleep? Because <laughs> that helps, Bob. He likes to nurture an erection as he sleeps. Remember, what? So what? Who cares? People get erections. It don't matter. No they one's don't. worried about it. Who cares? As long as she's just laying there asleep, he's not doing any damage, is he? Now, those Susan Oates will be good. Come on, put, get behind Susan Oates. Not with you, Bob, with your erection, <laughs> but your missus ought to. Hey, Russell, I think you should dedicate some of the shows to creating your new political party that you've started, says Scarlett. All right, then, we'll dedicate this bit to it. In this new political party, we'll just pretty much have a bit of a laugh. That's one Brilliant. of our main policies. Just came. Just came. I never took it that seriously. Just well, I think, you know, you're going to have to eat those hats. <laughs> we missed the Kasabian gig in Sheffield last night because one of them had a dodgy tum on our way to Scotland. Can you eroticise our journey to make up for this Kasabian uh, mishap? Yeah. Ooh, going up there, Scotland. Oh, Lovely. Right up the motorway. Go on, get up that motorway. Little coast, all the waves lapping against yeah, the beach. Oh, oh can you hear that? Bird? Look at it up there, or oh, all oh, the dirty devil. I don't know. What, how do you eroticise <laughs> things? That's so right, is it? I felt I'd liked it. Right. Hi, says someone who doesn't tell it. I live role play to escape from this mundane life. Myself and a load of mates dress up as fantasy characters like wizards and that, and get really drunk. I've says that. Cree. What pretended to live a fantasy life? In um, when I was a schoolboy, in uh, Chiselhurst Caves in Kent, yeah, you can do live action role playing. We dress up as and you have padded you swords and go down in the dungeons. It's dangerous. It's not. It's good. What do you mean? You'd like it if you were a wizard. You can be a wizard, can you? And yeah, you, get you have padded to learn swords, spells. And you have to put your hand over your head when you're doing a spell. Yeah, you put your hand over your head. It's that you've got a delusional down Chiselhurst. I know it's caves. not real, but oh, you right. go down there with padded swords and fight in the dark with hordes of orcs. I think it's orcs. dangerous. It's not dangerous. It's no, dangerous if you gets fall one over. In the eye? Right there, you are danger. But it's, well, you, well, that's not going to a good way to live your life, is it? Oh, it's dangerous. No, I suppose not. I suppose not. If you want to escape from things, how do I escape from things? I just suppose by being really irresponsible and that, and just being careless, yeah. being all giddy. And going, Someone who used to be a heroin addict going, "Oh no, don't dress up <laughs> as an orc and go down a cave." That's <laughs> Caused a lot of danger. Oh, here, have a bit of heroin though. That takes the edge off things. Don't take heroin. It'd be really bad if someone did take heroin as a result of a flippant remark. Don't take it. Like, it just makes don't you a really. dull idiot. It does make you a dull idiot. Your eyes roll up. And you don't even know it's happening. And you're dribbling some of the time, <laughs> some of the time just doing a little dribble all over yourself. It's embarrassing. Do you know what? You know that bloke, John Lemo, like yeah. the, who's been having an argument with his wife, right? He sent an email in saying, because we offered him free counselling, he sent an email saying, no effing way, you don't want the counselling. Well, he thinks we'll make it worse. He thinks we'll balls it up. Right, if anyone needs any counselling or helps with relationships or love, call us. Particularly, say you're having an argument tonight, you and your wife, ring us up, we'll sort your life right out. Me, we'll Matt adjudicate Trev. it. We'll, we'll do adjudicate the argument. Yeah. Right, say arguing what, amongst ourselves we'll about what to do. Yeah. No, we wouldn't. We'd get along yes, fine. Come on. It's Christmas. Why is everyone arguing? Stop arguing. It's Jesus week or other religion week, depending on what your religion is. It's the holidays. It's the holiday season. What's, it's Winterville, is it? What do we... I don't mind. What Hanukkah. We, it's fine to have a religion. I don't. I just don't really give a monkey's what anyone believes in. Do you, Matt? Yes. What do you? <laughs> what? what, what <laughs> well, it's interesting. I've, oh right. Oh yeah. Listen to it. What? Do you, what? Sorry. What do you believe in? Thanks very much. Um, in what terms of what spirituality? Yes. I believe everyone should just be nice to each other, and just I don't think nice. I think you should work out your own religion inside your own head. What's yours then in your head? Don't get um, involved in that just now. Look, we've got an email here. Yeah? Quite it's a big hello, question, Trevor. Hello, Mr. Brand and Matt and Trevor. I kissed a girl the other day who I've been in love with for more than a year, but I'm scared she's now trying to escape. I like her. What can I do by locking her in a cage what in the basement? Why still holding on to her? Hold on a second. I don't know this. What can I do by locking her in a cage in a basement and feeding her scraps until she welcomes my physical touch? No. Sam, that Stockholm sounds like a solution. Will kick in. 
She will. She'll start to sympathise with her captor. That's Stockholm Syndrome. Don't kidnap people, mate. But, uh... Like she's, hold on, he's kissed her. He's been in love with her for a year. And now she's trying to escape. I what like her. What does that her. mean, she's this trying is, to escape? This, this is, is scary. Classic. This is exactly like the last bloke. It's not like the last bloke. You've got bloke. to you hide the anything. fact that you really like them and seem nonchalant. And then they might stick around. If you go all guns blazing, they'll walk away. Sam, get away. You can have whatever you like in life, Sam. Just focus and try and relax, lad. Uh, I think just be nice to her. Send her a picture of yourself. Send her a picture of yourself <laughs> all, like, with lipstick all smudged all over your face and that. <laughs> just grinning with some lipstick on your teeth. And like, so, and, like uh, be wearing a pair of like really tight swimming shorts with your genitals out to one side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like, be holding a big tin of old-fashioned drink, like Bovril or something. Just send that to it's her. It's confident, you see. They It'll confidence. make you laugh again when it comes back up in court. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you, Sam Gunnaway, Sam Gunnaway, send that thing? Russ, thanks for letting us escape the boredom of the journey to London from Dorset. We can laugh with our teenage kids. Even the music fits varying ages. Look at that, four-generation radio. That's what we're always on about with Strictly Come Dancing and X Factor and that. Things that appeals to different generations. The kids can listen and enjoy this radio. The old folks can enjoy it. Everyone can enjoy it. There's nothing weird or exclusive in our bonk. Radio Four world. generations. Isn't it, what the great grandparents? Hold on a minute. There's the baby. That's little. He's the first one. Is he's there, loving is it. He's a baby. He's getting off on the sound you effects. You're right, mate. Hello, you good boy. I love you. So kids. Kids. Parents. Grandparents. grandparents. Who are the other ones? People, Teenagers. People from space. Pets. Pets. Yeah, pets. They're listening. Four generation radio. Did you make that up? No, it exists, didn't it? Four generation TV. It's one of those things. So it must, be, it must be children. Teenagers. Four that must be what it is. They're the four generations. And they're all listening to us right now, shaking their heads. So, yeah, well done. I'm glad you're listening to us as a family, because one of the things we support here on this show is family values. We just want people to bloody well get along, don't we? It would be good, I think, if everyone just started kissing each other. Yeah, you tell us that quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we kiss each other, guys? Enzo from Croydon says, I've never seen Serge without his hat on. Serge Alcasabian, he means. Do you think he's balding or has a funny-shaped head? No, he's got a nice head. I once escaped from a Limp Biscuit gig by leaving before they came on stage. <laughs> I feel all <laughs> smug and good about myself because I can say I haven't seen them live. That's interesting, Enzo. Why did you go, mate? But, you know, fair enough. It is a good escape. One Maybe in the eye from a Biscuit. A, uh, festival. Right, he just thought, come off. He wanted the support. I'm out of here. Russell and boys. I used to be a bitter man, but I ran out of people to bore at the bar and have since left the legal profession of a drunken fool and am now studying my navel. I raise my chamomile tea, sir, to you in the name of temperance. I feel I've escaped to victory, <laughs> cold it's and devil's island in one glorious anxiety-reducing mouthful. Merry Xmas, chaps, and all who sail with you. That's from someone calling himself Salvador. I escaped from Alcatraz. What an unusual man. Alcatraz is that sort of boozy... Uh, is there's no O in it, Matthew. Get in touch more, you. You sound to me like an interesting sort of fella. I'd like to know more about that man and the workings of his mind. Pickled his brain. You've pickled your brain, sir. Everything you say has confused us. Have you ever read the book, um, Papillon? I ain't read Papillon. It's brilliant. He hangs out with them lepers. They get on just fine. Yeah, but he keeps escaping from his apparently true, but I think he might have lied a bit. Do you think so? Why don't yeah. you trust old Papillon? Because it sounds... He like escaped he goes... from a prison, didn't he? Then he went and become friends with some lepers on then, the colony yeah, island. Yeah, and then he lived on a sort of island and had mm. two wives. Then he went but got caught again, went back to prison, escaped from some of the harshest prisons in the world. Why does he keep escaping from different prisons like he was in the buzz of it? Yeah. Just liked it. What about that brilliant bit of, uh, 
stand-up you do about. Well, right, this is a hell of an opportunity. Now then, talking about escape and there being no escape, what about Ray Liotta in the film No Escape from the Penal Colony? How come in that film No Escape from the Penal Colony, Ray Liotta, I've seen that film, and Ray Liotta escapes from that penal colony. It's the main thrust. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Not quite what we're looking for. (laughs) Some of the older patients might not like it, no. (laughs) If you wouldn't mind leaving with as little fuss as possible. Russell Um, um, has a few sort of... Psychological ticks yes. that will, can be triggered off at any time. If anyone can, mentions technology, you'll go, oh, um, uh, Wait, uh, I know something about this. Terminator <laughs> 2, uh, haven't we learned anything? Have we learned anything from the film Terminator 2? If anything happens to do with technology, brilliant. If anyone says the word escape, ah, no escape like. from the penal colony. Ah, everyone, uh, five minutes ago, someone said escape, but I wasn't in the room then, but I heard about it. And, and uh, uh, I'd just like to update you all. Uh, Ray Liotta was in a film. Yeah, well, anyway, it's no a good escape point. from the penal colony. But guess what? He did, yeah, yes, he did escape. Obviously. Yeah, he did escape. I think because colony. the name of the film is like someone said to him, there's no escape from the penal colony, and he went, young Ray Liotta. <laughs> he <laughs> don't say that. That would undermine the entire central thrust of the narrative. This is my point about that film, No Escape from the Penal Colony. Right, it says, as well, it says no escape in really big letters, right? And then it goes from the penal colony in little letters in case you were misled about what the no escape was from. No escape. Oh, what, none at all. I, we're just referring to the penal colony. <laughs> I just like the way they've tacked that on at the end in case you go, what do you mean no escape? What if you really try? Oh, they're just talking about a penal colony. And then also that film, I reckon when the, the original script, I reckon was about a sort of a, a homosexual prison utopia because they all get sent to a prison island and you can still see the faint traces of the original script where all these men are sort of gay and they've built this sort of gay society, right? But because they've, it's a Hollywood film, they've gone, we can't have this bleeding gay prison utopia. They've gone, removed all traces of gayness, but there's the odd sort of ember of it still flickering in Ray sure? Liotta's little eyes. Sure, you watch this in your little pink dressing gown. <laughs> <laughs> I can see through this charade. <laughs> Hello, boys. i little Morrissey the cat. <laughs> it's quite clear what's going on here. Someone call Mark Holman. <laughs> no escape, blimey. The only thing you boys aren't escaping is the truth. Now sit here and give me a cuddle. I need a smooch. <laughs> I'm gonna come at that penal colony and I'll smooch the bloody <laughs> lot of you. The curtains are horrible. Uh, my God, they say prison's hell, but let's not lose our manners. <laughs> right, come on. Sam Bradley said, Hey, Russell and the other two, it's Sam from Lincoln. I've liked this girl for about a year now, but I don't know how to ask her out. Any other girl would do, but she's my best mate. What should I bloody do? I think you're bloody brilliant. <laughs> well done on the sex award. <laughs> 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 thanks for that, yeah, I've got a sex price. <laughs> um, thanks, Sam. Listen, mate, what you've got to do with this best mate of yours, give us a ring, send us an email your phone number, we'll get you on the, on air, we'll have a bit of a chat to you. Matt, you've got to stop giving these young men smug advice about playing It's not smug, games. I just think... Be honest with women. Play it cool and, you know... Just be yourself. That'll work. No, you told someone to send them a picture of them covered in lipstick. Yeah, Russell used to go up to waitresses, write a weird poem on a serviette and go up to them and give it to them. They, it works. What, um, what were the figures? I reckon 80%. Walked uh, off. Uh, no, he spat in his food. No, he read it and went, That's nice. Is someone looking for you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Why have you got your shoes on the wrong feet? <laughs> it makes me walk backwards. <laughs> your address pinned on your collar. <laughs> Come on, don't cry. <laughs> Listen, uh, that no, technique works brilliantly. Like that, Brilliant and unbelievable results. Come on, don't attack what the figures. What do you write on the serviette? You never showed me. I used to just write, uh, like, just find out their name or something, write a poem with their name in it, 
hand it over to them, just wait for my delicious spit soup to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, you give us a call, young Sam Bradley. Give us a ring, mate, 0500 288 or 291. Any, no, that is the number, 0500 288 291. Or anyone else with some sort of sexy problem, give us a bell, we'll help you right out. Okay, another email here. Hi, Russell, we've just founded a classic society at the University of Newcastle. Would you be our patron? Yes. Careful what you agree to. Right, hold on. Do I have to do anything? If as long as I don't have to do anything other than say yes now, I'll do it. Yes, I am your now now your patron. Classic Society, University of Newcastle. It's good. Kudos, mate. Up there, up north, Newcastle, all Geordies learning. Brilliant. You should go up there and do a speech. Light working conditions, no pay, and we'll provide a toga. Look at that. We're going to build a, a symposium. It's going to be like the ancient Greece. I'll be like Socrates. Didn't he get done for corrupting the young? Yeah, sort of, yeah. He had to eat a load of emlock, poor fella. Didn't he just write down what Plato said? No, okay. no that's what he's... Plato did. Plato wrote down what Socrates yeah, said. Yeah, but they're not like secretaries just jotting down notes. They're no, it's his Bright as buttons, them fellas. Bright as buttons. Packs out, says Hugo. Listen, Hugo, I'm well up for being your patron, mate, but as long as there's no actual effort involved. I am coming to Newcastle to do a gig in next year's tour when me and Cocky Locky tour the land doing what we loosely describe as comedy. The land? The land, the yeah, land. England, and Ireland, no and Scotland. There's another thing here. No virus found in this outgoing message. You cheeky guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're bonkers, you lot. Hi, right, Russell. this song that you've been... Ah, Ireland's in the stream. Yeah, this is Kenny Rogers. Oh, this is the original of Ghetto Superstar. Get a superstar. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's right. Oh, it is like right, that. Yeah. 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 What is it? What version is it? BG's or is it Dolly's version? Should be Dolly. Dolly! It's gonna be Dolly and Kenny Rogers. Let, put it up dead loud, Matt. Let's get into this. Here, right? If you're a young person, get into this. It's romantic. If you're an old person, remember this. Oh, Dolly and Kenny, Islands in the Streams. Uplifting, isn't it, yeah, to listen to that? lovely. It's really nice, eh? It's made me feel romantic. It makes me, what does it make me want to do? Oh, yeah, no, that's not romance. I'll not do that again. Imagine <laughs> if nowadays Dolly Parton was all young. Wouldn't that be exciting? Oh, she's one of my favourite women. Good looking. Dirty devil. Is she? She's all right. She's that's a syrup, beautiful. though, isn't it? I fancy her. Dirty devil's pair of What? Not a dirty Has she got one. fake boobs? No, I wonder real about ones. it. How real. do we know? They're not fake, they are real. real. Can we get can we get that I want something conclusive on that before we make any snap decisions before Trevor starts booking imagine airplane those tickets. On the glass. Yeah, imagine those pressed on the glass. That's one of the best things you can do with boobs is press them on some glass. I think they look too much like eyes then. <laughs> Don't think of them as looking like eyes, that's Far childish. No, fried eggs. You press them on glass, they look wrong. I like them pressed on glass in a shower, that's lovely. There's nothing wrong with that. Not, you know, <laughs> let's not talk about that, come we're adults. Hi Russell, it's great to be back at home listening to your show. Last Saturday I missed you as I was giving birth and they don't have radio on the Labour Ward. Well that's a mistake, isn't it? Immediately. No wonder children are coming into the world all peculiar. Clueless, can't do anything for themselves. <laughs> no, get the radio on, get the wireless on, cheer them right up. I think that might be, is that, is that from Nicola? No, Nicola, my friend, our, our, our friend of makeup Maybe, lady. Yeah. She Why wouldn't she introduce last Saturday. I don't know, perhaps she just couldn't be bothered or something. There's a lot of it about that. Yeah, a lot of people are having babies, I see them everywhere I go. Babies, they're lazy, a lot, a lot of them. Yeah, if they say, Russell, up, give us some money. Give us... Got... <laughs> <laughs> I say, look, I've done my part. Look at it, lovely looking thing. <laughs> Russell, I need advice on how to attract this hot barman. Look, do you know what we've created here? 
People need to get themselves together. Right, now listen, all of you. You're all beautiful, both inside and out. You mustn't worry about anything. Nothing's important except finding love within yourself and being all honourable and glorious and beautiful to each other. Take things dead slowly, because nothing you can attain externally has value. Only that within yourself already is valuable. However, if you are after a bird, go up to her, say <laughs> something like that. <laughs> they love that gear! No, uh, yeah, don't worry too much, but anyway, this girl, Shy Lisa, oh, Russell, I need advice on how to attract this hot barman that I know. I'll be there on Christmas Day. Is it too predictable to take mistletoe? I would have rung, but I'm shy. Lisa. Oh, Lisa. No. Generally, if you try it on, they'll be up for it. If it's, listen, <laughs> Lisa, you're a woman, let me tell you something. Men like women. Go for it, love. Let him, let him have it. But I think the mistletoe might, because he might just see it as a cheeky As a cheeky joke. thing. Go just up go to him. him and go, I like you. I like you, mate. Yeah. Even Don't call him, mate. So I text him a radio show. Eric, Russell, Matt, and Trevor on Radio Two talking about this situation. We should no. We should. I think they do this on another radio what? station. But we should be the bridge. We, we'll, we'll get people up. together. You could get them on side. Let's do it. Even Phone if they up. do get, do it on another radio station, number we'll do it and really you want well. us to ask them out for you. Yeah, we'll do it. We will bridge. Not tonight. Hold on. What should we call ourselves? What can this item be called? We're your. Love Bridge Capacitator. That's catchy. That's catchy. People will love that. <laughs> <laughs> this is... I don't, I don't know. We'll think of something wonderful. Oh, God, look, another one. Russell, if you like a guy, what should you do to find out if they like you too? And how do you make them interested in you? Scarlet, you just must let love shine from within. No, Scarlet is a good start. It is. That is what implies you're saucy. Be direct, though. That's what I think. Be direct. Yeah, because you'll find out one way or the other. You won't waste any time. Anyway, just extend love to everyone, because, you know, maybe monogamous couplings, they might, they might wear you down. I fancied a bloke at work for years, says Julie. Then met him recently at a party, be snogged around the back of the hotel. But then he said he doesn't usually do that sort of thing, but he does find me sexually attractive. He's 29 and single and loves ornithology. I'm 35 and mad about him. Do you think he might be gay? Ah, oh, look at all those emotions rushing out of this woman. Look at all these things we've got Why to solve. Why do you think he might be gay if she snogged him and... I don't know, he's likes all nephology. the back of the hotel. That doesn't mean anything. Maybe they work in a hotel. They were, it's at a party, the party was at the hotel, I think. They're at a hotel when you're snogging around the back of it. I don't know. Well, listen, I think Julie, Julie, Ju all of you's lot, just, like, go for it a little bit. You'll yeah. be alright, you'll recover. You're there's billions us, of people the on the- There's billions and billions of people on the planet, right? Is if you don't get that one, you'll get another one. That's the point. That's the so answer. many. That's when rejection, when you don't care if you're gonna get rejected. It's a numbers game. You can only win. Hi Russell, I'm enjoying your show. I can't wait to hear Islands in the stream. I can't help but think this email's out of date. <laughs> <laughs> this is from someone called Mark. We'll play again, it really uplifted a lot of us. Alright, this radio show's nearly over. Should we, let's, yeah, G, come over mate, do us, a, do us a poem. Right, this is Mr G, here's our poet laureate. He does poems that summarise the entire show. Summarise? I say that they do, I. Go on then G, summarise this show. Okay, a summary of the show. <clears throat> Chestnuts roasting on an open fire, ding-dongs coasting merrily on high and higher. Good King Wenceslas last looked out and saw Russell trying to escape from a U.S. nuthouse. <laughs> last Christmas I gave you my heart. We're now giving relationship advice to put you on the right path. Don't ask. But bells have been jingling, Holly and Ivy were tingling. I heard that Joe Palermo's wife left him and now he's gone back to drinking. <laughs> what were you thinking? Listening to the self-professed shagger of the year? Trevor's on the run from the French and Matt dresses as a magical overseer? So deck the halls with gall and folly. Russell says press your breasts on the glass and let's get jolly. Lovely! <laughs> Sexy Christmas poem, you dirty devil! Crikey, Keats never wrote nothing like that, you pervert! <laughs> and I'm not a self-professed shagger of the year. I've got a 
bloody certificate. What do you get for it? You get a picture of yourself with a Sun Mars test, oh, so it's yeah. like a mocked up front page with a photograph of me, my Radio 2 publicity photo, what I hate. But if you replace it, we'll send another photo. I don't like it. I look like a man emerging from a dog. Remember that program, Manimal? You look like that. Huh? <laughs> what do you mean? You said this before, it's just a picture of you. How can you be Imagine, from right, a imagine dog? you're looking at the side of a dog and then a man crawled out the side of it. He was underneath the dog and all the, do the dog's skin sort of went taut and the man parted from out of it. That's what my photo looks like. Have a look at it on the website, bbc.co.uk. Nice well, That's called body dysmorphia when you look in the mirror and see something like that. No, what if you look at a photo? That's not body dysmorphia, that's a bloody bad photo. If a just said to you, what do you see when you see a photo of yourself? I see a man being born out of the stomach of a dog. Okay, well, you're going to have to go back. Back to that psychiatric hospital, aren't you? For a little special sleep that lasts you till I your hope you like ping pong. <laughs> Yee Don't That's eat the balls. Put that back down. Put it down. <laughs> Don't do that. Right. Do okay. That. <laughs> oh, that's lovely, isn't it? Matt's flatmate. Can we say that thing? Matt's flatmate yeah, was in not the my flatmate now. An old flatmate. An old flatmate of Matt's was in the territorial army, was it? And he's like, uh, there was a, a sort yeah, of a, there was uh, a hike thing where one uh, someone had to play an injured man, and there was a proper soldier there who was proper soldiers. He threw uh, my mate Steve over his shoulder and started running with him, and uh, he squeezed that little fart. Because <laughs> of all the, because imagine if you were over someone's shoulder and they're running, and it's like their shoulders pressing into your abdomen, and like a little, I love that it was Steve a little right. involuntary fart. Little, <laughs> <laughs> and the sergeant who was carrying him, he didn't say anything. Like he didn't like go. Oh, you know, he just went, "Don't do that." <laughs> Don't do that! That's <laughs> really good! Not like, oh you dirty, oh you dirty bastard! He just went, right, come on over here! Don't do that! <laughs> As if it was a list of things yeah. that you don't you do. You've got no dignity if you're don't going do to little carry over a bigger man's shoulder. Yeah. And so your head's hanging down their back. Yeah. I'm okay down here! <laughs> All these little hands flailing about near that drill sergeant's pump. <laughs> don't do that! Dirty devil! Pack it in! <laughs> don't do that, it's good. That used to be my first catchphrase when I was a child. Right, okay then, so this radio show's nearly finished now. Let's start wrapping things up. Only real well now, what have we got time to do? We've helped people. To, what, have we, what were we talking about? Escape. Well, escape. What, you can escape with your own holiday. mind. I'm off on a little holiday now, off to the Maldives. It says here, Russ, uh, from Alex, I'm glad Russ is finally taking holiday. That man works too hard. You deserve a beak as well, Matt. You do deserve a you beak. Do. I've always thought was a, a vicious crow man. Trevor, you can have raven's claws. Oh, all right, then. That'll be nice. Gee, thank you very much. That was a great poem. We didn't really have any guests, but what, there were some wonderful heroes over the show. John Palermo was good. Palermo. I like that lady from Brighton. She was bonkers. What was her name? Claire, the carrot woman. Yep. She was, I, like I like that carrot General factory. Rock. Uh, General Rock, the leader of the carrots. Your carrots are evil. And what else was there? Who else was on this show? Stand-up lady. Stand-up lady. To be confident, stand-up lady, get out there, Susan Oates, and let them have it in January. You'll be brilliant. It don't matter. Nothing matters anyway. Life's meaningless. It's all transient. It's only an illusion. Just get into it. Be beautiful. Right, so this radio show is all but over. I'm off on a nice little Christmas holiday. Enjoy Christmas. It doesn't have to be about Christianity. I suppose it's just about love, really. I mean, it was a pagan festival anyway, so it could be pan-religious altogether, couldn't it? You could just celebrate a general feeling of love. I hope I ain't got your illness, Matt. My stomach's starting to hurt. Oh, that'd be nice in Mauritius, wouldn't it? You find me or when I'm in Mauritius, I'm going to phone you up. I'm going to say, Matthew, we've got to write a period drama. We've got to write a period drama. <laughs> it's about a man. He dresses in black. He's got a beak instead of a face. Yeah. 
yeah, it'll be a crazy thing. Come on, let's clear off this radio show now. What are we going to play ourselves out with, Matthew? What I like to call the news. Ah, yeah, that's a really avant-garde mm. piece, piece of music where things that have just happened are told to us by, what's her name, the lady that does the news? Andrea, Andrea Simmons, isn't it? Andrea Simmons. She like, did Butterfly Kiss. She did Butterfly Kiss, and I can see her now through the glass. Andrea Simmons, we love you very much. We'll see you soon. And thank you, and let's have some eroticised news. No, not eroticised news. Say ho, news. ho, ho. Oh, say ho, ho somewhere in the news, Andrea Simmons. Ho, ho, ho. It is Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. What was, no, oh, Matthew, I, I thought that as well. Okay, it's good to go. This is BBC Radio 2, 88 to 91 FM, Radio 2 from the BBC. Bye, love you, happy Christmas, take it easy. Ta Whee! Woo!